Hey, welcome back to the Addicted to Healthy podcast, your one-stop destination for all things health and a kick-ass life. I'm Laurence, certified nutritional practitioner and health coach and the host of the Addicted to Healthy podcast. So before we get started, I just want to mention, um, you've probably heard me talk about this before, but just about my PCOS Transformer Academy. Spots are still open. This is the most complete coaching package for PCOS that I offer. So we go through a personalized approach to you specifically and your healing journey with PCOS. So we go through nutrition, lifestyle, supplements, and mindset work. Everything is customized to you. You get a protocol to follow. Of course, we modify it as we go um, according to your needs and preferences. And then you also get support from me, but also from a private Facebook group with girls who are going through the same program and an online course to be able to understand fundamentals to PCOS and really navigating the root imbalances. So if you are interested, I will put the application form in the show notes. All you have to do is fill it out and then I will be in touch uh, to see if we are a good fit to work together. I would love, love, love to support you. So don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions. Otherwise, I will be in touch and we can set up a call to discuss if this program is for you. So now let's get back to the episode. Today, I have Kate on the podcast. We're going to talk about some really important issues and discussions, especially around our mindset and our eating habits. So without further ado, let's get started. So hello and welcome Kate to the podcast. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. I'm so excited to have you here. Me too. Thank you for having me. Of course. So we're going to go into some cool topics today. I know you have, um, you know, a lot of stories and your health journey is pretty inspiring and you're helping women overcome some of the challenges you challenges you have faced. So I'm excited for you to get into your story. I know that you focus on mindset and emotional eating now and that you did go through different eating disorders. Are you able to talk about that a little bit? Of course. So I've always struggled with eating disorders and emotional eating since I was so young, probably in the age of 13. But even before that, I've always struggled with weight. I've struggled with diets and eating because growing up, that's all my family focused on was, oh, you have to be super skinny. Oh, you have to eat all of the like veggies and all the foods and all the diet foods. And you can't eat over more than 500 calories a day, crazy stuff like that. So I have always had like a disordered thinking when I was younger with food. So growing up, I was always what they called big boned because I was on the bigger side. I was on the heavier side and nobody kind of knew why because I was eating like basically nothing, which hence why I was pretty big because I was eating like nothing because my body was holding on to everything it could be. But nobody wanted to admit that I wasn't eating enough food. So I was always on the bigger side. So when I hit hit high school itself, I was, you know, heavier than everyone else. So I turned to emotional eating. And that's when I kind of developed my eating disorder. Of I would binge on food and I would purge like a few minutes after and I would spend over two hours at the gym every day doing just straight cardio. So I ended up losing all of that weight that I had held on since I was younger. So everybody was so happy for me. My family was applauding me. My friends were so happy for me, but nobody actually knew like my little secret of, Oh, like I'm really struggling with food. I'm struggling with my body. I'm struggling with just 
having a healthy life because all I could think about was, oh, I can't eat food. Let me go to the gym for a few hours and then come home and literally be dying because I haven't had food. So I'd eat everything and then feel bad and then purge again. So it was like this vicious cycle of constantly just going and burning a million and one calories, coming home, eating a million and one calories, and then throwing up a million and one calories and not feeling happy, not feeling healthy, and just kind of stuck in this just cycle of nothing is helping me at all. I'm just, I feel worthless. I feel weak. I feel like life isn't going to be good again. So I was stuck in this whole cycle for a few years until finally I decided that enough was enough and that I was going to get my life together. And I decided that I was worthy enough to overcome these things. So I went through a process of letting go of binge eating and purging, which took a lot of mindset work, took a lot of effort, a lot of just so many self-development things inside me for me to overcome binge eating. And it still was a long journey itself. And then I ended up gaining a bunch of weight from that. So I was going through emotional eating at that time once I let go of my binge eating because I gained like 100 pounds in about a span of a year. So I had to go through emotional eating at that time because I had nowhere else to turn. So about a year and a half ago, I actually healed my emotional eating through more mindset work and actually loving the body that I'm in. And now I'm shifted into a healthier lifestyle, more of intuitive eating. I'm losing weight mindfully and I'm a lot happier. I'm a lot more confident and life is just good now. I love it. I love to hear your journey and how you came up on top on the other side. But yeah, I hear this all the time and I see this all the time, especially with with women. We have this like pressure, especially from society to look a certain way. And then as you kind of went through, we can have all this praise from outside sources, but it never really means anything, right? Like for you, you might have lost the weight, but you weren't feeling fulfilled at all. So it's really not going to help I think a lot of people think that oh once I can fit into this like dress size or once I lose x amount of weight then I'll feel I'll feel good I'll feel amazing I'll be happy but then when they finally get there they don't right so that's another issue especially with like you know social media nowadays and everything we see on magazine covers and I think it's really important to you know put the message out there that it's not all about you know, losing weight, but actually having a healthy relationship with your body. And then if you do have, you know, weight problems or whatever, then usually that tends to fix itself as we are going to go into when you kind of look into what is, you know, the root cause um, and really looking into the mindset thing, which is a big one. So I'm excited to dive into that with you. But I see also this is a bigger deal with women as I coach women as well, especially with hormonal imbalances. Um, And as you went through, you mentioned that you were doing cardio all the time. You weren't eating anything, but you were still gaining the weight. So definitely see this uh, happen a lot with women compared to men because we are designed differently, right? So how do you kind of explain why, why, especially with females, our bodies don't respond well when we are restricting um, and why it has nothing to do with the food. So why disordered eating has nothing to do with the food as well. So sorry, first question would be how our bodies respond to food restriction, especially being female. Okay. So with the food restriction, with being female, the major part of 
our lives is kind of to create little mini humans inside of us and also to obviously sustain a whole life. That's why we're kind of here to live a life and to make little humans. So being a woman, it's really hard to restrict your actual diet itself because being the woman and being creating actual children that when we restrict our body is like, oh my gosh, I have to hold on to the fat. I have to hold on to the food just in case we do have a child, just in case we do need to produce something for a little human inside of us. So restricting actually causes the complete opposite than what you think it would because it's not, not going to make you lose weight. It's only going to make you gain. And then it's going to cause all the hormonal imbalances like you were talking about. It's going to cause mindset problems and it's going to actually cause you, oh, what's the word? It's it's going to throw off your, what? oh my goodness, throw off <laughs> your metabolism. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's the word. It's going to throw off your metabolism. That was like the hardest word to think of and I have no <laughs> idea why. I was but like, what gonna, word is you thinking of? I know. And yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to throw off your metabolism as well, which honestly is going to defeat the whole purpose of trying to lose weight because it's just going to make it the whole opposite when you restrict. So when you actually restrict, it does the complete opposite of what you are trying to do when restricting. Yeah, totally agree. And I see this all the time. And it's kind of something that people have a hard time wrapping their heads around because we are just conditioned into thinking calories in, calories out and all that. And how if you eat more, you obviously are going to gain more weight. So that's kind of like the logical side of things. But when you actually look at the science and all of that, it's a lot more than just calories in, calories out. So I think that's really important to kind of, you know, shift the thinking. But um, another thing I constantly repeat <laughs> is um, <laughs> disordered eating, as I also went through it myself. And I've spoken to many uh, women who's, who have also been through it, is it has nothing to do with the food. I constantly see people who are, you know, overcoming disordered eating, whether it's binge eating or, or other things. And their healing journey has always been through mindset. It has never been, I've never heard somebody say that, oh, I went on a diet and then it all worked out for me. Like I've never heard that. So <laughs> it's yes. always about mindset for sure. What can you say about that? I definitely think the same exact way. I always tell anybody I ever work with, mindset comes first, nutrition comes second. I fully believe nutrition is so dang important, but if you don't fix your mindset, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. You're not going to actually fix the whole entire problem because disordered thinking and, and disordered thinking, disordered eating and disordered thinking has something with a deep root inside you and actually starts with your mindset. It comes with stuff that makes you feel unworthy, makes you feel not enough there's probably a void in your life that you're missing so you're trying to fulfill with food or you have no control in your life and the one thing you can control is food so it does start with mindset 100% because you cannot heal your emotional eating or a disordered eating at all without working on your inside first Totally agree. Uh, also with the mindset over nutrition, of course, I'm a nutritionist. So, you know, I, I preach nutrition, but for me, I was binging on healthy foods. So, I mean, that's also not healthy. So I definitely agree with that. You really have to address the mindset. So when we're talking about limiting beliefs and, you know, root imbalances, a lot of the time it's coming from our childhood, especially until around seven years old. 
So what can you talk about when we're looking at the link between our childhood and our struggles today, whether that be like, you know, money blocks or disordered eating or unhealthy habits or whatever it is, how does our childhood really shape what we're going through now? Oh my gosh. So it's kind of crazy, especially with learning a lot about disordered eating and nowadays and working with like money stories and businesses that so much of your problems you have nowadays come from your childhood and learned experiences. Whether you think you learned a lot from your childhood or not, you really did. So I learned a lot from my childhood with diets, money blocks, how work should be really, really hard and you can't get to the top, how you should have to do cardio for a million hours and not pick up a weight, or you can't have health, I mean, you can't have unhealthy food without gaining two million pounds. So you learn so much from the little things from your childhood from that you are today. So let's say, just for example, say somebody puts you in a room and said, you can't leave this room without completing this test or it's over. And they like slap your wrist or something. So now you feel like you can't leave a room without completing a task. So you're sitting at your computer and you have this big task in front of you. Like, oh, I have to write this, let's say something crazy, like 300 page paper and I can't leave this room until I'm done. It's something that you got conditioned inside you when you were younger because your teacher said, oh, you can't leave this room until you're finished and stuff like that. So it's actually kind of crazy how our childhood shaped us today because of the million things we learned from not even just our parents, but maybe teachers or like students that you were with or things like that. Yeah, totally. And I think that it can, without us even knowing, can shape the ways that we like decide, make decisions or, you know, take action in our life. And it isn't until you really start, you know, digging and realizing, oh, okay, this is actually sabotaging me. Like, for instance, with you, when you're going through kind of the dieting period, that's all that you knew, right? That's what you were accustomed to and that you kind of heard around you. Um, so it does stay with us unless we do something about it, right? So how do we kind of start to address that? Because usually it is in our subconscious minds, which are a little bit more challenging to reach and to really change. It really takes, you know, specific strategies and consistent action on that. So how do you start changing those thought patterns that we know are destructive or those, you know, habits or stories that we grew up with to change the way that our life is unfolding and the way that we kind of act today? Well, I would think you first have to find those problems. And like you said, it's really hard to find those problems. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is I like to keep a journal and I journal all of my thoughts throughout the day. It could be random. And then I can pinpoint certain things where I'm like, hmm, okay, where did this come from? And you can sit on it for a while and be like, oh, and it just hits you some, some pinpoint of someday where you're like, oh, I learned this from my father when I was four and we were out at the park and I did something bad something like that. And you just sit there and journal on it until you figure out the pinpoint of, oh, why I have this problem. This is my problem now. And now I can actually sit and address it. And something that I have my clients always do is I always have them do, it's called future casting. I'm not sure if you've heard 
about future casting, but what it is is like basically looking at the next version of yourself. So if you're struggling with emotional eating right now, I always tell them, oh, how do you see your future self? Your future self doesn't struggle with emotional eating. She has a healthy relationship with food. She has a healthy relationship with herself, with her confidence. She's worthy. And basically writing out this new story of yourself, your future self. And I have them always step into that sort of. So what they would have to do is be like, oh, I need to make decisions from this point of view. So my new future self, she would go and have a fun night with her friends and not worry about food, even though sometimes it's harder than what it says. But when you're creating this new version of yourself, it gives you something to look forward to, to you to step into. So when you use future casting, it kind of helps you let go of those old old habits, which are extremely hard. I'm not trying to make this like any, anywhere easy. It is an extremely hard process, but giving yourself something to look forward to and kind of creating this new container for yourself really does help a lot to let go of those old mindset and those old stories, whatever they may be. It could literally shoot for any category you want. Future casting is so amazing to use and something I definitely use with all of my clients. Yeah, I love that. I do that as well. And I actually did that a few days ago in regards to my business. And a lot of, actually, when I was future casting, it was like, honest, it always feels great. But then some part of me usually comes out and is like, oh, that's bullshit. Or like, I don't believe it. Or that's not possible. And then whenever I feel that resistance, um, I can kind of start digging, okay, why don't I believe that? And then some limiting beliefs can come up. So I think that's also a great way to kind of see what's coming up for you and kind of dig if you are visualizing your future life or your future self and part of you doesn't believe it. And then you can kind of understand why it doesn't. And then some of like, for instance, for me, some of my past um, like stories or experiences in my life came up and that kind of showed me, okay, this is why I don't believe it because somebody said this to me or something like that. So I definitely agree. And then just writing in a journal um, can be super, super helpful. Um, but I also want to address how these kind of thought patterns and these beliefs link with our physical bodies. So obviously the brain and the body is linked and we are, you know, learning more and more how, they are you know just one whole body but how does like negative thinking or these past um, limiting beliefs affect how our health is doing at one certain point does it does it affect that it sure does yes definitely affects it so say like when you have a negative mindset about eating or about say losing weight because I, I focus on a lot of emotional eaters and like people who want to lose weight if you focus on the negative mindset that oh i can't lose weight because i'm not worthy or i can't lose weight because i have this like eating disorder or i can't do any of this because i have xyz insert whatever you want right here your actual body your because what people don't understand is your brain is so freaking smart. It's kind of really insane. So your all your brain is hearing, oh, I can't lose weight. And it's not hearing because it's just, oh, I can't lose weight. So what it's going to do is retain all of the weight you have onto your body because it's like, well, this person doesn't believe they're going to lose weight. So we're just not going to lose weight or we're not going to heal our emotional eating because they don't believe they can. So it's what you tell your mind is your mind's going to believe it. It's sort of like manifesting. If you guys know anything a little bit about that or if that's your jam, if it's not your jam, totally. Oh, yeah. cool. Totally my yep. jam. 
Okay, deal. So that's totally my jam. So like if you actually start believing what you're thinking, then it's going to happen and it's going to come into your reality. But when you start saying like, oh, I can't have this because X, Y, Z, I can't have an easy job because of X, Y, Z, I can't lose weight because of X, Y, Z, then that's going to become your reality as well. So your physical body is going to take a toll on your negative mindset on your negative energy because your body's like, well, why do I even try if this person's just being super, super negative and doesn't believe in themselves and doesn't believe they can do it? Like, why should I put the extra effort in? And it's just going to hold on to those negative energies. You're probably going to have health problems come up. You're probably going to feel tired, lazy, and all of these negative feelings inside because your mind's pretty negative. So it's like, well, why should my body be positive if my mind is being negative? Yeah, I totally agree. And I know there's also been research that has linked like your thinking patterns with genes and hormones and also how different emotions can be held in different organs and they can affect them that way. So there's actually science behind this, which is pretty amazing. That's so a lot cool. of people, yeah. So a lot of people think it's just woo stuff, but it's actually scientifically proven. And I know for me, with my journey, I focused on kind of the external stuff. And you know, for a while, it was kind of working, and then it didn't until I addressed the mindset, and it was pretty mind blowing. So yeah, I cannot stress that enough either. The mindset is definitely number one. But I know a lot of people, you know, in in regards to their circumstances or hardships or whatever don't really activate that positive mindset a lot. They're kind of stuck in that negativity and just toxicity. So what would you say for somebody who is just constantly having that negative self-talk in their head and looking at everything in a negative way? Where would be the first place to start? Because I know it's really hard to change a habit and your thoughts are basically have become beliefs, you know, so over time, it's going to be really difficult to change that. So what would be the first step for somebody in that kind of situation, would you say? I would take it, well, first of all, I'd take it one day at a time, one little step at a time. So maybe instead of you saying like when you wake up, like, oh, I'm going to have a terrible day, just say, oh, I'm going to have a great day. Whether you believe that or not, just saying that to yourself will actually help you bring into fruition that you're going to have a great day or that you're saying like, oh, I'm going to have, I'm going to feel amazing in whatever I wear today. It's just saying those little things, whether you believe them or not. If you tell yourself that so many times, you'll actually start to realize, oh, well, I actually really do feel good in this outfit. My eyes do look really good with this color and things like that. So starting really small actually makes a huge impact with leaving your negative mindset behind. I know on my journey, I know I started with writing in my journal, I am beautiful, I am worthy. And at that time, I did not believe those words at all for the longest time I kept writing them down and I was like this is kind of silly like this isn't going to work like why would anybody do this I was like I really hope somebody doesn't find this journal and just sees I am beautiful I am worthy for the first start of this thing but it actually it really did work it took a while yeah it takes a lot of a lot of attention for you to address these problems but starting out small it's as something simple as that or leaving a sticky note on your mirror saying like be positive today or you are amazing and you are worthy or whatever, whatever is your jam, whatever makes you feel this little tingle inside you do. It all starts with something really small that creates a giant impact and ripple throughout your life. 
Love it. Completely agree. I think the small steps are going to be the biggest, uh, have the biggest influence on your life. So I definitely agree with that. And it's important to start small too, because people have a lot going on. And, you know, if we're trying to change something, it's already difficult. So if we're doing like some huge um, kind of routine that we have to do and face every day, it's just not very motivating. So if it's something that's easy and small, then I think that's a lot, a lot easier. So Kate, where can we find you and what are you up to? Let us know um, like your social media and if you're promoting any events or programs, what are you up to these days? Well, you can find me on social media. It's just at Kate Dwinell for both my Facebook and Instagram. And that's K-A-T-E-D-W-I-N-E-L-L. And I'm also promoting, I just am launching a program real soon. And it's called Unhappy and Unconfident to Smoking Hot and Owning It. I know it's my favorite program. (laughs) I actually launched it last month and I went through my round and it was amazing. And I had so many people requested to come back. So it's coming back into the world and I'm so stoked about it. Cool. So this is like online group coaching. Yeah, it's a 14-day group coaching program. It has a little community, and we have seven live day trainings, a Q&A, a welcome video, and a celebration video as well. Amazing. Well, congratulations. I will definitely put all of the links that you just mentioned in the show notes so people can check it out. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a blast talking with you, and um, thanks again. Yeah, thank you. It was so much fun.